I think I may have coined this term uh, uh, that we are in the golden age of television. <gasps> I think I came up with that. Was that one. it? Was that, that the phrase? Yeah. Golden uh, no. age? Mystery phrase number two. That is not it. No! <laughs> Mystery phrase number two. Still up for grabs. Frank, oh. I thought you nailed it. Golden still age. Up for grabs. Oh. I hope Man, I remember close. what it is. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about Did television. You, seal the, you, yeah. opened oh, it. No. you opened it to remember, didn't you? I had to. It was sealed. Mm-hmm. This is not the original envelope. It was. Oh. In. I had to open it, look at it again to okay. remind myself. I put it in a new envelope. You should like write it on the back or something. Yeah, that would be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> episode half hour. No, half hour wasted. Episode four sixty seven. Unbelievable. For your listening pleasure. Who gave us idiots 466 uh, episodes before this? You know, and I had brought this up between you guys, but let's get some input from the listeners. We were thinking about doing Habsy episodes, really short 15, 10, 15 minute ones, just to kind of fill in the gap when we can't get together because sometimes it is hard for us. What were you going to call them? Habsies. Half orders. Half orders. That's right. Half orders. Is that great? Yeah, it's great. Uh, So, (laughs) halfhourwaste at gmail.com. Just. Just let us know what, what you would think about that. We almost fell out of our chairs when uh, we Sometimes realized Sometimes a half a order is better than was. none. Yeah. Right? Half order. <laughs> so we were going to talk about television. I wanted to bring up, I know you have uh, some stuff you wanted to talk about, Brad. A couple but I of wanted, things, yeah. Uh, but I wanted to talk a little bit about this this current season of Doctor Who. We're all fans. Brad, you haven't seen any of them? I have them all recorded, have not seen them. And Bill, yeah, you've I've seen, seen the, the first, first few? like four. Okay. I've seen I've seen the complete series. Okay. And so uh, without going into spoilers or anything, I just want, want to briefly talk about what I think about it. Um Overall, let me start with the cast. I really think it's a good cast. I think this is a good doctor. Jody is she a good doctor? Is, a good doctor. is it weird yeah. having a girl doctor? I, no. No, it's not. What is weird is that the storytelling, in my opinion, subpar. They okay. are not giving this doctor it's a different an opportunity. Now, right? Yeah, yeah. Completely think, different showrunner. <laughs> it's lost its bombacity and its largeness for kind of a smaller. Yeah type of storytelling it's almost a third doctor kind of thing where john pertwee was was basically exiled to the earth and they right. and they didn't let the third doctor leave the the uh the, the ruling council on gallifrey told doctor who you know it's much like silver surfer getting exiled to earth you know it's like you can't leave the earth and so for that entire run of that third doctor he drove around in a you know in his yellow cart in his little yellow cart because that's what he had but they were good episodes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This, you didn't uh, travel in a TARDIS? Uh, they, uh, no, the TARDIS was there. I think they went into it a couple times, but they never traveled. He never huh. traveled. Yeah. You think I think was it was budgety. Budget uh, it was budget reasons, I think, is is what we heard. So, so, a lot that's of why so is, is Jodie Whittaker's doctor, is she trapped on Earth? No, no. Oh, she was traveling not. around. 
She does have the TARDIS. She has three companions, which, in my opinion, one too many. Uh, just because okay, yeah. sometimes... It's a these, lot of cooks, these, yeah. Yeah, so, sometimes they have maybe one uh, of these... Uh, one of these companions is just kind of like... like um, they just have nothing to do for that particular episode. The two of two of them may be doing something, but one will just kind of be not doing anything. <coughs> Why do you think they picked three? Uh, I don't know. Uh, were they... Did they want to build a family? I don't know. Were they worried that uh, uh, this new doctor being a female, you know, maybe they need to have some supporting cast for her? I don't know. To be honest, I think if they had just had two companions, uh, it would be fine. Uh, But that being said, all the companions have their own type of different personality, and they all are great in their own way. Graham, which is the older man of the companions, he's actually my favorite. Because he's curmudgeonly in some ways, and he also like you, yeah, and he also has a good like <laughs> nice one liner every so often that you can appreciate. But uh, I'm gonna blame the stories and the storytelling. Uh, What's I, the name of the showrunner? Do we know? Do you remember? Chris something. He had done something called Broad Broad Street. He was a uh, uh, Chris Chibnall. Chris Chibnall, yes. and he has done Broadchurch. Broadchurch. Yes. Thank you. With yes. David Tennant. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Okay. That's the one. Yep. Uh, no, I never he is saw. A, never he saw is a doctor. My buddy Kevin can. swears by it. He says it's really. And good. of course, they did. You know, the Chibnall and uh, Tennant did the same. They brought that show to America, but they called it Whitechapel. Okay. Yeah, they did it on Fox, if I remember right. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Uh, at any rate, um, it, it's hard for me to kind of say say go watch this. If you're a hardcore Doctor Who fan, do it. Uh, especially the New Year's special. Uh, they didn't do a Christmas special this year. They just did New Year's. New Year's. Home run. Nice. Like, I was cheering. It was so good. Uh, that's what I want my doctor to be. And it just may be that I'm used to a certain type of storytelling when it comes to Doctor Who. And this is a different type of slower paced at times, smaller type of storytelling. When you have the whole universe at your hands, I almost feel like the story should always be big. Right. And not not small and personal, in my opinion. And. And there are um, there are plenty of uh, times in Doctor Who's past where he has had two and even three companions. So this is not this is not breaking new ground. Having three no. companions, it's just uh, it just does feel like uh, it's a lot of character arcs you need to service. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I got that impression from watching the first few episodes. They were very uh, concerned with you know an element of history, which is a very Doctor Who thing to do. But you're right. The uh, the the universe uh, the the universe feels a lot smaller um, in this season of Doctor Who. And I, I don't know. I, I haven't gotten through all of it yet, so I don't know. You know, I've read that I've read that it feels slightly like a disservice to Jodie Whittaker, um, who is – I don't know if she had anything to do with Chris Chibnall or if it was he just thought she was the best or if they'd worked together. Well, they had before. worked together on, on that broad – was it Broadchurch? Okay, Broadchurch. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they have a history to go through. Yeah, and I, I – I wasn't aware of any history, so I don't know if there's some reason why those two were just kind of fated to work together. Um, I just, uh, I, I agree with you. I think the uh, the companions are uh, the companions are are, are engaging, and uh, uh, she, her her version of the Doctor is really really cool. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just I'd like to think that I, I'm I'm really glad to know that apparently. Um, you know, the ratings have been going down and there were two reasons for that. It was because Capaldi just, you know, Peter Capaldi just didn't resonate 
with the viewers, I guess. And you had the the double hit of that and Stephen Moffat's last year or two as showrunner, which I really enjoyed. Uh, it almost feels like when an offensive coordinator gets uh, elevated to head coach and it just doesn't work, but they're a great offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, you kind of you're promote the level of your incompetency, you know. Um, that's almost what it felt like when uh, Moffat went from just being a writer to being the showrunner. And me, personally, I have always just eaten up. As viewers, uh, listeners might know that uh, I'm a huge fan of make it as weird and as epic and as universal and as, you know, is just as... Just as epic as you can. That and, is where Moffat would shine. And, and a oh, lot yeah. of times he contradicted himself and lore oh, yeah. and stuff. But you know, I didn't care. I well, always had fun. I mean the the last the last big episode, you know, the last big adventure he did with Doctor Who, Doctor Who spent two billion years <laughs> in a time loop. <laughs> you know, you want to talk about big concept. Um, you know, so that's what he was, you know, Moffat was all about big concept. I am all about big sci fi concept. And he had, you know, Moffat absolutely delivered on that uh, throughout, uh, you know, his time as showrunner. Uh, his concepts were big, um, no doubt about that. A lot of people uh, took that as a, a detriment that you're making it, you know, confusing. Yeah, I agree. But you're, but, but for me personally, I'm the kid who loved Dune, and I'm the kid who loves to read a book that makes you, you know, you read it and it's like, what the heck did I just read? And you go back a half a page and you realize that now I need to go back another. And then you realize that you're at the start of the chapter again <laughs> because you just didn't really understand what the hell you're reading. Yeah. Uh, I like to be stretched like that. And I, I want, I want, you know, some entertainment like that to make me go, what is going on here? I, I want a little, little bit of a, of a brain headache when I, yeah. when I watch it just and, cause, uh, just, just to keep yeah. the, the, I mean, there's something magical about it yeah. uh, at times. So, you know that. That being said, I, uh, you know, Brad, I, I would say at least start it. I'm gonna watch it. I don't yeah. think, yeah, and I don't think this. Uh, there is no, you know, in, in case anybody's reading into this, I don't think they are. But uh, uh, not one percent of the blame needs to fall on Jodie Whittaker's shoulders. She is, uh, she is a very interesting doctor and very capable. And you know, this is life should be a meritocracy. You know, you should not be, you know, handed things simply because of your sex or your whatever. And I, I just, it, it, I think it's weird that it took that long to get a female doctor. I just wish they were giving her more epic stories to contend with because so far uh, it's, it's been, you know, maybe it's, a, it's a, an intentional process to let's, let's, let's have some very self-contained, very small universe kind of stories where we we're, we're mainly more getting to know these people than necessarily having them go out and save the universe, you know, at every turn, because th there does come to the, you know, the point, you know, it's almost a, it's like a dragon ball thing. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm no, I, Brad is writing to, uh, no, no, no. To, I'm to looking the at the BBC right now. I'm looking up meritocracy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what that okay. is. Uh, Look, I, uh, Gender has nothing to do with this. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, fine. Yeah. The stories they they are just they just need some work. The well, stories are just a little too small, and right. and Chibnall clearly is not a science fiction guy. Yeah. Um. So there's it's it feels like there's about as uh, the the science fiction quotient in Doctor Who right now is as low as I think it has ever been. If you uh if, when you get a chance to watch that New Year's special, I think okay. you will really excellent. Uh, I think you will get very excited and just kind of like yes, yeah, science fiction, 
big concepts, uh, big stakes. Excellent. What? Uh, Excellent. Uh, crazy reference, small references to to big ideas <laughs> and, and and throwbacks. Uh, so I, you know, that at least left this this series uh, off with a good taste in my mouth. So. Fantastic. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm looking forward to it because I didn't like Peter Capaldi's Doctor. Really? Yeah, I didn't care for him. I grew to like him, but I had some resistance just because Matt Smith was my friggin' all-time fave after Tom Baker. I loved Peter Capaldi. He, I think was, he was so curmudgingly uh, grumpy that uh, I guess I just loved like that. Like you. Yeah, like me. Huh. Uh, I just loved... Uh, plus, he was always eating. I don't know if you know this, but he was always eating food. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing about him I did appreciate was his ability to play the guitar. Yeah. And that was actually Peter Capaldi yeah. plays the guitar. Yeah, so. that, was, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> now, Brad, and the you, Wayfarers. Yeah, you had, a, you had a couple of shows you want to talk about. I wanted to give a big shout-out to... Jim Dietz. Dietz. Whoa. And you mean my good twin, Jim yeah. Dietz? And Lucas King. Oh. Because on my Facebook feed. My liege. I had seen them talking about this TV show called Letter Kenny over and over and over. Never heard of it. <laughs> and where, where do you find Letter Kenny? Currently, it, Hulu has acquired it. That's okay. where I watched all six seasons in a matter of six a week. Six seasons. So where yeah. did this originally air? Is this a BBC thing or It is what? a Canadian television oh, show. Okay, okay that aired on Crave TV in February of 2016. Never heard of it. Never heard of Crave TV. No, it's Canadian. It's a Canadian thing. Now, it started off as a YouTube series called uh, (laughs) Letterkenny Problems Okay. on YouTube. I think it was... Okay. Uh, This this is the new world we live in where uh, YouTube people can now get their own shows. It's amazing. Anyway, continue. Yeah. it started as uh, a short form web series in 2013, and then it got picked up by Crave TV in Canada. <laughs> it's a story. Let me just read this. The series focuses. Uh, it it takes place around uh, the antics of the residents of a small rural Canadian community called Letterkenny. It's nice. a fake. It's a fake okay. city. Um, the series focuses on Wayne and Katie. Uh, siblings who run a small farm and produce stand, and with the help of Wayne's two friends, Daryl and Squirrely Dan, (laughs) and also focuses on a pair of local hockey players named Riley and Jonesy, who, in the first season at least, are involved in a polyamorous relationship with Katie. And Wayne, his Katie's brother, is not fond of of Riley and Jonesy. (laughs) So anyway, the farmers... Are, are in the in the in the show are they're they're referred to as the hicks but they're <laughs> farmers okay the, the drug addicts in the town are called skids and then you've got hockey players and so the title card says um the town of Letterkenny has five thousand people these are their problems and oh. that's how the show starts okay, okay great i like <laughs> and it so it's jim and lucas kept referring to this so i sought out some clips on youtube and was immediately enamored by the dialogue and the writing of this show. Nice. It is clever. It's funny. And what would you compare it to? Primetime wise that we might be familiar with. Man, it is. Think of a cleverly written show that with quick, snippy, snappy, quick dialogue. So 30 Rock, I think it's very uh, 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 Kimmy Schmidt. Where it's just joke after joke after joke. It's always sunny. 
It's Always Sunny. I haven't seen It's Always Sunny. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. But so quick humor, just boom, boom, yeah, boom. doesn't give you a chance to think. just happens. It's and, just quick. and um, But basically, it's about these these four friends. Yeah. Two are brother and sister, and then they're two buddies. And the stuff that they have to deal with every day. Z- and I fell in love with the show, and I watched... All I think it said it has forty episodes. I watched them all in a week. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's great. So uh, you said what thirty minute uh, episodes? No, none of them are longer than thirty minutes. Okay. Um, and the show evolves, you know, season to season. It builds on the story. Mm-hmm. It's very entertaining. If you like, if you've been always been fascinated by Canadians and stereotypical Canadian right, behavior, right? Uh huh. You see some of that, but then they'll turn it back around and they'll talk about the the Yanks. And how the Yanks, like in one section, in one episode, usually the shows start out with the four of them sitting out in chairs by the produce uh, <coughs> produce stand waiting on customers. Okay. And the three guys are smoking darts. That's what they call cigarettes. And they're all drinking puppers, which is the a real actual Canadian beer, puppers beer. Nice. And so they're all just kind of talk. And there's a lot of pop culture references in there. In, there. in fact, they had a great conversation about Star Trek once. Um but there's a lot of wordplay, a lot of clever wordplay. Um, I forgot what it was that I was just about to bring up. You, I think you asked me something that reminded me. You asked me a question and it reminded me of just some of the quick. Just, just uh, the the quick. I'd ask for examples of the show. Uh, I'd, uh, Parks and Rec always had a really kind of fast type of yeah. uh, talk, but not like that. Just it seems like sounds like it has its own type of personality. It it really does. I would. It's on Hulu. I would recommend just at least watching the first episode. I could take what find a clip on YouTube just, and, and play it for. I us. just found a twenty-two second clip, and I don't know if it's I'm gonna find friendly, one. but uh, it looks like it looks like a Canadian version of King of the Hill. <laughs> oh, when the four of them are sitting around, yes, yeah, because they're sitting find... around. The, uh, apparently, they're sitting on a produce stand. All of them have uh, bottles of beer in hand. And yeah, they're they're Seinfelding. They're talking about nothing. Apparently. Okay. This is the very first scene of the very first episode right here. All right. See. Actually, this is <coughs> the oh, no. first. Never mind. Here we go. A couple hockey players come up the produce stand the other day. This is Riley and Jonesy. Okay. And the other guys are Wayne. I may have to beep some of this. I love the stereo sound. I can't believe your sister's still dating these n- that's Katie. Wayne. How are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Hey, Katie. Go home, Daryl. Nice onesie. Does it come in men's? Oh, I think you enough for all of us. I think you better... <laughs> I mean, you better... I think you better come say that to his face, you hicks. Nice execution. You're doing terrific. Hey, I heard about your breakup, buddy. She's a sweetie for what, uh, five years, right? Oh, you're a high school sweetie, right? What's it to you? Heard she cheated on you, buddy. That's a real kick in the knackers, bro. Just a real ouchie, bro. It's too bad she taught you not to fight anymore, buddy. Because that's a fight on sight for you and her new guy, buddy. Fourth life for life, bro. Maybe if you'd ever been in a real fight, you might not be so keen for another. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> Almost better. Tired soft, boys. <laughs> You looking for a Tilly, buddy? Let's have a Donnybrook. Pump the brakes. Shirts Take your up. shirt off and leave your sunglasses on. What sort of backwards f-ing pageantry is that? You gonna fight with those shades or play PokerStars.com? <laughs> <laughs> that guy has never had the sun hit his TikTok. torso. Mm-mm. It's probably what they call Canadian tan. Go 
time! Go time! Look at that treasure trail. What's up with your body hair, big shoots? You look like a 12-year-old Dutch girl. Your aesthetician quaffed that for you? You can kiss my aesthetician. You guys do CrossFit? You can cross off. Cross fart. <laughs> How many times you today, bud? What? Oh, she's bashful. Well, come on, kitten. I won't tell anyone. Ballpark six to eight. You're a Animal. Play a little five-on-one. Hit the kitchen, mix a batch. Feed the ducks. Distribute some free literature. Go time! Shut up! Riley, Jonesy, put your shirts on to get out of here. This, this isn't is over! Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> uh, obviously, most of that's probably been, say, hopefully, been bleeped. Hopefully or I, people mm-hmm. enjoyed the 11.7 seconds that I we may have just, I may have just ended up playing that Monty Python <laughs> intermission music over that, but you get the idea. It's uh, these guys that are... Love it. Yeah. And there's a whole scene where Wayne. Do they and, talk that fast? Is that the cadence? Yeah. That's throughout the whole thing? Yeah. That is pretty that's, astounding. That's nice. There's a whole scene where they're talking about cooking steaks. And let me see if I can find that one real quick. Yeah, it's kind of uh, almost arrested development and just the boom, 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 yeah, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good pacing. I'll, I'll give them that. <laughs> and yeah, that does feel very. Uh, it's always sunny, also. Yeah, there's. Never a uh, never never a quip left unquipped. Right. Yeah, they have plenty of um, plenty of wordplay. There's a lot of wordplay. Okay. In in uh, I can't find the see there. It's it comes up like people have searched for it on YouTube, but uh. not show it. It's on Hulu. It's worth your time. Watch the first couple of episodes, and if you don't, if you don't, Ashley doesn't care for it, but her boyfriend loves it. Okay. So uh, de- definitely some language, so it's not all ages. Yeah, no, it's it's a. If it was in uh, America, it'd be TV. Ma. Ma right. probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it's great. It's <laughs> it's really funny. And uh, it it seemed uh, slightly reminiscent of Trailer Park Boys, also another Canadian spectacular comedy and spectacular. Wayne is the big brother. He's the the. Self-proclaimed toughest guy in the in the town okay. of Letterkenny. Ah, okay. okay, and every once in a while, people will come and challenge him. Of course, he's never lost a fight. All right, he's good. Never lost. A All fight. right, there's plenty of good stuff, and it's it's hard to explain Spoilers. if you've never seen it. But just from what you saw there, you kind of get the idea. Gotcha. And um, it's it's very worth your time. I think it's okay. funny. Uh, you had another show, Rick and Morty. My buddy Chris has been begging me to watch it. Mm-hmm. I watched one episode, first episode, long time ago. Didn't care for it. Then Sprint changed my cell phone plan without telling me. <laughs> and when they did, I ended up getting a free Hulu account okay. with commercials. So that's why I was able to watch Letter Kenny. Ah. I finished Letter Kenny. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to watch now? Right. Did okay. you actually watch it on your phone or did you like Chromecast it? Because um, I've, I've, I've still to this day, I've got a, I've got a Hulu, mental block. Hulu app on my on my TV. Oh, on the TV? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I've got a mental block against, I realize this makes me very old and uncool. Watching TV I'm, on I'm your okay. phone, you can't do but it? I'm just, I'm not there yet. I've, I, I, I lay in bed and watch TV on my phone. And yeah, see, I'll I, do I, that I, too. I'll, I'll sit there, I'll, I'll read comics on my tab. But I started but watching I just can't watch video. Rick and Morty because Chris wouldn't leave me alone about mm-hmm. it. So I've watched a season and a half. Am I quite, have you all seen it? I've seen the first two seasons. Do you like it? Yeah. Um, do, you, do you like it? I went up uh, this this previous uh, fall. Um, I went up and uh, my uh, my buddy Mike, who I stay with when I go up to Norman for OU games, uh, he always plans video entertainment out fairly well. And uh, he made me get into it. Uh, 
Oh God, was it this year or last year? <laughs> has, it been, has it been four months or uh, sixteen months? I don't know. Um, but um, he, <laughs> it was, a, it was a show that I, I've been aware of mm-hmm. for since it came out, and I've just never had a desire to watch it. Uh, I've done the same thing with BoJack Horseman. If it's a great show, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Um, but he played a few episodes for me, and it didn't take long for me to go, oh, my God, what am I seeing here? You know, after there are only so many spit takes you can do before you realize that this show's got something. Show really? me what you got. I, See, I'm wondering, show me what you I'm got. I'm wondering how many more episodes I have to watch before I get it. Okay. And like um, I said, I've seen 10 episodes. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't see them in order in any way. Uh, Mike had the DVDs the first two seasons, and uh, uh, I think we had the third season on DVR at that point. Um, um, and, yeah, it was um, – it, it – it didn't take long for me to to catch up uh, catch up to it and uh, realize that it was just as outrageous as can be. I mean, uh, you, you know, for for me, I I think the the pleasure comes in the way it kind of bends the kind of uh, sci fi tropes, uh, much yeah. like Futurama did for me. I really love yeah. Futurama, and and it's good. It, comp. It, it takes the. Um, it takes those story beats that you're used to in any type of sci-fi or fantasy show and just kind of turns it sideways. Yeah. And, and it kind of does it in a way that, that, um, that is kind of different and refreshing. Uh, the guy, I forget who created it. Hammond. He also did community. Did any of you ever watch Don Harmon? NBC? Don, yeah. Uh, he yeah. also did community on, on NBC. I saw which, the first pilot episode. Of okay. Uh, that is a series that uh, I can highly recommend because uh, it takes the the sitcom tropes, yeah. and also turns it sideways. Which one is, is it? Community or Parks and Rec that that was apparently disastrous the first season, and then it became an all timer. Well, Parks and Rec, Parks and Rec was only I, six I, episodes in the first season. I get yeah. those two confused so all the par- time. Par- Parks and the one thing about Parks and Rec is they had to rework the main character who was Leslie Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, because she was one type of character in the first six episodes, and then they kind of retooled it and made it into what it became, which was pretty oh, great. Okay. Yeah, my uh, Zoe uh, uh, Zoe has forced me to watch a, a number of Parks and Rec episodes, and I. I, I never it was one of those many shows that yeah it looks good but I don't have 40 hours a day to devote to watching <laughs> stuff so it just it was one of those I just never got into and uh, I'm I don't know I'll ever see every episode but but I've never seen a bad one but you um, miss if you don't see him, you miss if you don't watch that show you're missing some vintage Chris Pratt yeah yeah I uh, I, I do like uh, pre uh, and Adam pre Scott beefcake yes. Chris Pratt. Adam yeah. Scott's great there yeah. are there are some just brilliant moments in there. Uh, Ron Swanson. Is yes, just, yes, uh, I, I get Ron. That's the Swanson character's now. name. What's what's the actor's name? Uh, yeah, that guy. Um, yeah, he's the slinger. Him yeah. and Megan Mullally are slingers now. What is his name? Slinger. Uh, there, 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 there's a commercial for a DVR. They're hawking oh, right. sling TV. And and yeah, and they're Nick they're kind Offerman. of yeah. yes. they're coming across as kind of swingers from the seventies, like yeah. ooh, come over to our place. But instead of saying swing, oh, they mean sling. It's but they're totally talking about 70s. sling TV. Yeah. They're slingers. TV. Come on over and sling with us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and but people Nick people invariably are 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 horrified and don't actually go <laughs> sling with them. There have been parts of Rick and Morty that I've appreciated, like the episode where the dogs became. Super intelligent. That was that <laughs> yeah. was the second episode. Yeah, and they I, wore like 
they were strapped inside big <laughs> yes. robot bodies. Well, and it was that that was very um, that was very uh, 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 e. E helmet, yeah, and it, uh, the uh, Council of Ricks, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was that was pretty good. Um, but I'm just there hasn't really been a bowl me over with laughter moment in okay. any of them I've seen. Have and, you watched them by yourself or with yes. company? Okay, see, I I was having this discussion just last night. I, we had this discussion before, but one of the reasons why uh, I've had people you know say, hey, you need to watch the stand up special or this comedy or whatever. That's another reason why I don't see some of these shows is because I realized many many years ago that if I'm by myself sitting there watching TV in a living room with nothing but me and the dog and maybe a cat or something, I can watch the funniest thing that's ever happened and I'll sit there on the sofa and go, that was well-written. Huh? That was good. Yeah, there's a uh, phenomenon about watching comedy with somebody else. So, exactly. So we're all and, familiar. And so I almost never watch comedy by myself. So we're, we're all familiar with that movie, The Room, which is notoriously bad. <laughs> if you watch that, uh, alone, it, it is not a fun experience. But if you watch it with a group okay, of people, yeah. um, it is fantastic. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you've never seen this movie, The Room, it, it's just a, it's this. That's the one guy. James Franco made a movie about, right? right. The disaster exactly. artist. Yeah, uh, I need to see that. So uh, the I've movie, never seen the room. The 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 room itself is a, just a poorly produced, poorly made, purely poorly acted, poorly yep. conceived. <laughs> movie that is bad writing and if you watch it on your own you're just going to get bored turned off but if you are with friends and you guys are willing to kind of jab on about the uh, about Ugh. the badness of the acting and stuff it is a fantastic movie. hooting and a hollering so that it's that is a movie a fantastic that fantastic experience than a fantastic movie though yeah, right exactly okay. experience thank you <laughs> good way to put that so uh it it, it behooves you to watch that never alone, but with with someone. So yes. I, I kind of take it with like certain types of things. If you don't watch it with a group of people, it's different. Yeah. So to bring the tug about back into shore, um, I watched Rick and Morty with Mike, and yeah. I just need one other person. If I'm just, there's just one other human in the room with me, man, I'm I'm crying. I'm doing spit takes. I'm rolling off the sofa. My 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 ribs ache. You know, I get the total comedy experience if there's just one more freaking human in the room who's appreciating it as I am. Uh, so for me, um, you know, there's no point in watching a lot of comedy stuff by myself, but with someone else. So that may have affected, that would definitely have affected me. Like if I had watched Rick and Morty by myself, if someone had just said, you got to watch it because we got to talk about it or something. It's like, all right, I'll watch it. I would have watched it and gone. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well done. Yeah, then okay. I beg you to find somebody to watch Letter Kenny with. Excellent. I think Excellent. I think I could watch Letter Kenny on his own just based on the on the clip he played. Yeah. I think I would yeah. get it. In fact, yeah. I think the only comedy I watch by myself now is uh, South Park, and that's kind of because I'm a completist and I've watched South Park since literally <laughs> before it before it was on. Um, I've told the story before that uh, I had a, a producer um, a, a producer who was apparently friends with Trey and Matt. And brought us uh, a tape of a uh, VHS tape of the Spirit of Christmas special, the five minute Spirit of Christmas special yeah. that preceded South Park, the show. Yeah, and and so yeah, we got to see that like six months or so before South Park went on air, and just you know, again, it was a game changer. Couldn't believe we we're seeing. Um, these days, you know, South Park isn't so much going for you know knee slap and ha ha ha, you know. Uh, jokes they're more kind of making a point it's more satire these days and so i can sit there and watch a south park episode and i think get 
pretty much everything out of it because they're not trying to make me spit milk out my nose. You know, they're more trying to make a point, and uh, I, I kind of dig it. Okay. Anyway. So the total opposite to that, sorry yes. to bring this up. This no. still has to do with television. Oh, geez. But I recently saw this, I and I know I am like five years late to this game. <laughs> but deal or no deal, I was with some family members during <laughs> Christmas. Howie Mandel? Yeah, and I saw this show... And I knew about it, and I knew it was a phenomenon. I knew people loved to watch it, but I never did. I got so invested in this stupid show of oh opening gosh. briefcases. It is the simplest concept, but to me it was new. Okay. I was so like, like, what are you doing? And and just like, just, what what happened? I don't know. I was just like, like usually I, I don't get that invested in, in like game shows like that. I mean, I don't want to sound just, like... I don't sound like a teenage girl. No offense, teenage girls, but uh, um, man, I just, I just don't. I'm just not down with friggin' Howie. I just, you know, I, I've I've done this before, but Howie has said one funny thing in his entire life, <laughs> and that was, that was he standing there on stage and one of his stand up special. He goes, he goes, the boneless chicken is the easiest chicken to catch. <laughs> He kind of has a lifetime pass for that one line, <laughs> but I'm still waiting for him to say something else that's funny. Uh, even though he was what the wasn't he the comedy relief in like St. Elsewhere or something? His first break was you know in some really well, strange his, drama his first type break show. He ever did the first comedy thing he ever did was put that oh uh, god latex Robert, glove over oh, his head. Not yeah. funny. That, not that funny. Was funny. <laughs> uh, my uh, my <laughs> sister who I was watching this with, like. Um, uh, you know, it was over a week, so I guess it came on a couple times. So I know I watched it at least twice <laughs> with her. But each time my sister would go, uh, she would point to Howie Mandel and she yeah. goes, he's a germaphobe. He doesn't like germs. Oh, no. <laughs> There's something Which, about... He looks like he'd be weird like that. <laughs> There's something about watching people win money and you just want him oh. to... You want to root for him. Yeah, yeah. You know? Win, yeah, for uh, sure. I, I mean, I'm not... I just... It just didn't seem to interest me the, the the first time it came on, but actually sitting down and watching it, I just want to say I got totally invested. Oh, I bet in a it. lot of it has to do with what Bill said. You had somebody there watching it with you. Yeah, right. we were like totally just that, like that camaraderie. <laughs> it's, it's, it becomes a, a, the, the experience becomes additive when you have uh, other you know, other humans uh, with you. I've seen the the Holy Grail a million times, right? And I can watch it by myself. Yeah, but I've seen it so many times that I don't laugh at it. Right, but when I watch it with Bill, yeah, we're both giggling like idiots. Right. Oh know? my God! I still, so I I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I still do that. Uh, uh, it doesn't happen all the time, but but every now and again, uh, Zoe and or Sage will like let's watch the Monty Python. Right, and I've been a bad parent. We've never watched even cl- we've never scratched the surface of every episode. Yeah, but I've got the 16 ton box set, so yeah. occasionally we'll just pull out a random disc and throw it in, and we'll watch you know the Inquisition or you know something like that, and. I have never failed. I mean, I've been watching Monty Python since it showed up on K E R A K O E K O R A. It was the Oklahoma City version of it, uh, oh, okay. OETA, whatever it was. Uh, but it showed up in Dallas first, right. in, in America, right. in continental United States. The Dallas PBS station was the first place Monty Python ever showed up. K E R A. K E R A. And uh, the Oklahoma City PBS station was the second place it? that it ever showed up. And so we were on it the same as you guys were yeah. down here. And so starting in 1977 or whenever they started, 75, whenever they started airing episodes over here, I was in from episode one. 
to this day, I've never watched Monty Python episode and not thought it was just as funny as the as the first day I saw it. Yeah. And I'll never understand how it's that timeless. You know. And, and you know, because we're Americans. We don't know what a blancmange is. We don't know why a blancmange would want to win Wimbledon. You know, we don't know these things. And it's still funny just because of the sheer absurdity of it. So, um, you know. I, I, I give him credit, and uh, you know, uh, I, I've I've always wished for us. Uh, I've always been a huge fan of sketch comedy since then. You know, yeah, whether it's I mean, whether it's the state or Kids in the Hall or freaking Studio C or, or whatever. Uh, Saturday Night Live, I guess. I, I struggle. Me, me I more an SCTV guy. I, I struggle a little bit with with sketch comedy. I don't. Uh, especially with the advent of the internet and YouTube, where yeah. you can just kind of go to the skit and see it, like like watching, sitting down to watch Saturday Night Live. Yeah, gosh, I haven't done that in fifteen years, I've, but I do watch the skits when they come online. And see, I I don't every great now and again. A lot I'll, of that's I'll the DVR stumble. mentality. Though. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, and they, I think it's weird that I haven't watched Saturday Night Live for years and years and years now, um, simply because you do have this invention called a DVR, and you can watch the 35 minutes of quality television that takes place in a 90 minute time slot. You can do that with the time machine that is a DVR. And so I don't know why I've been avoiding Saturday night live. Uh, I guess just cause I don't know. I don't find it nearly as funny as I used to. Even the kids agree that, uh, that, that this current generation of Saturday night live is pretty subpar. And I've had to tell them like, look, this is a cyclical thing with the TV show. It's been on for dang near 40 years now. There have it's been over 40 years. There yeah. have been years. There have been years long periods where it's been a terrible show followed by years long periods where they assemble a great cast and it's awesome again for three, four, five years. And then it becomes terrible and unwatchable again for another two or three years. I found the steak scene. I'll show it to you after the episode all right all right with uh, probably a lot less beeping than the audience heard uh, uh 20 minutes ago okay well with that we will uh wrap it viewers. up again uh would like to remind you would you guys like for us to do a half order episode uh every so often i think we could uh do evergreen topics and just kind of push those out when we can't get to a full episode Agreed. let's talk about how great discovery is yeah. um you've been listening to half hour wasted proud member of the HHW LOD podcast network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Leave us or any of the HHW LOD shows a voicemail at 972-798-3830. And until next week, I'm Captain Jeffrey Lorca, baby. I'm Brad. I'm Brad. And I'm Frank. And we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted. Wasted, 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 wasted.